Hey, it's Jason Flatland here. You're listening to The Jason Flatland Show, where I'll be sharing everything from sales and webinar tips to improving productivity and reaching your infinite potential. Jason Flatland here. And if you got a better product than most people, if you have the superior product in your marketplace, then I feel bad for you. And you're like, huh? What do you mean, Jason? Because you have the curse of a superior product. That's the issue. Superior products are the hardest products to sell, which is very frustrating and unfortunate. I'm going to explain the three reasons why in this video they are the hardest products to sell. And I'm going to show you how you can sell them anyway, because if you can crack this code, then you will do better. Because a superior product with the right type of marketing will break records, will make more money than anybody else has made selling similar stuff in your marketplace. But unfortunately, you got to deal with these three issues if you have a superior product. Otherwise, mediocre products will outsell you in the marketplace and it will eat at your soul. So how's that for a stage to be set? So let's break down the three things first that make a superior product harder to sell. The first reason, a superior product is more sophisticated. And so it's easy to sell average products to average people because they can accept them. They're like, oh, that makes sense. I get it. Uh, there's not that many moving parts. There's nothing you've done here that is innovative or groundbreaking. So average products are more easily acceptable in the marketplace because it falls very easily into the immediate understanding of the audience. So superior products need more time to explain. Because they're so unknown, they need to be communicated in a way where people could get them and they won't get them right away. Your audience won't get it right away. So you have to keep massaging it and have multiple perspectives of communication along the way and additional touch points. And so the sophistication of the product is an initial massive uh, hindrance to the ability to sell it. Because you will, it, it'll be harder to explain why it's better. It'll take longer to explain why it's better. And you're explaining an unknown concept to an audience instead of just giving them what they already know. The whole thing is if it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, then it must be a duck. That's what people want to buy. And that's what people typically sell. They sell something that fits nice and comfort inside your model of reality. Superior products exist outside of the customer's model of reality. So you have to increase their model of reality for them to understand that. And that's why most superior products die a terrible death. And that's why a lot of may and average and slightly okay or maybe slightly better than average products tend to win. And I don't want to sell mediocre products. Hopefully you don't either. I want to sell superior products, but I have to accept and understand that it's going to require a different type of marketing because it's going to take me longer to explain the benefits, longer for the audience to understand that. And I'm going to have to build metaphors and I'm going to have to help them by relating it to what they know and then taking them into the unknown. A lot of people with superior products expect you just to understand it. You have figured it out, so therefore they're going to figure it out. It doesn't work that way unless they spend the same amount of time you did, which was probably hundreds of hours. We will never have hundreds of hours. So we have to figure out how to distill that superiority in a way that makes sense to the audience. That's not easy to do, but if you can do it, that's where the biggest bucks are. So that's the number one reason why the superior products are harder to sell. Here's the second reason they typically cost more money to produce. So superior products generally require more resources. They generally can't accept 
the shortcuts that regular or inferior or mediocre products can accept. And so they have to be better at selling value than selling price. Selling price is pretty easy. Selling value is a lot harder to do. It requires more chops. And so naturally, your audience is less likely to be interested initially in your product because it's probably going to be multiple times higher than what the normal product is in that marketplace. So superior products typically cost more money to make. And so therefore, they also cost more money uh, to, to market because of point number one. So more money to make, more money to market. So you got to then price it at a much higher price point than what most things are offered to uh, out there. And then you got to be able to communicate while at a higher price than the competitors, it's a better value than the competitors. And most people can't do that because most people suck at sales. They need to follow me more and study me more often to figure out how to sell better. And so the problem there is you if you have a limitation in your ability to sell a higher price product based on value, and you've created a higher price product because it required more resources to be better, you're going to be screwed. You either got to sell a mediocre product with a mediocre sales pitch or learn how to sell a superior product and be okay was selling at a higher price point. Uh, we used to sell this software. We would license it from other people, uh, license the source code. And these software that we would license would retail for like 10 or 15 or 20 bucks, essentially nothing. And they would be what I call Swiss Army Knife software. They would do 172 things, none of them very well. But man, look at everything that they've done. And what we would do at Rapid Crush, uh, my business partner, Wilson Matos and I, we would sit there uh, and we would first, before we handed it over to the team to do anything with, we'd say, Let's remove all the features that don't matter. And let's drill it down to maybe one, two, or three core features. And then once we stripped out everything else, we take these three features that are merely average and let's make them unbelievably good. And that's what we would do. So we didn't have to 10 to 100 different features, which by the way, when somebody would log in and see an interface with 100 different things on it, they would vomit. They'd be like, oh my God, I can't even manage that. When they log in and they see three features, they say, oh, finally, I feel at home. So that's one of the reasons why we did that. But the other reason is, is we could quadruple down on a few features as opposed to spreading it thin across the majority. So you know what would happen? We would take that same source code and we would just add a little bit to it, beef it up, tweak it, but mostly subtract from it. And we would go back to the same market and we would sell software for $197 that we initially licensed the core source code for $7. $15 is what they were retailing it. So we could we could get it for $5 a license or $10 a license, or in some instances, a couple thousand dollars. I would sit down with these uh, software creators and I'd be like, listen, if you were able to sell you know, 500 of these software at a pop, would that be a good deal for you? He said, yeah. I said, well, if you sold them at a 500 at a pop and you charge 10 bucks for it, that's $5,000. I'll give you $5,000 by tomorrow, if not sooner, if you want to make a deal. And they wouldn't be happy to make the deal in some instances, but it was hard for them to walk away from 5000 from a software that they'd already launched, that they probably aren't going to have a life uh, span on that software that's going to last very long because they're not incentivized to support that with their customer base because they sold it so cheaply and it's such a bear to maintain. And so we were able to create a superior product. Now, the challenge with that is like before, I have to overcome the issues of the marketplace because they're not used to buying a product that's 10 times as much that has three things as opposed to 100 things or 50 things in it. But that's okay because I understand how to articulate 
and communicate the sophistication of simplicity in this instance of why it's better to have fewer as opposed to, uh, to many things. Uh, going to the point earlier of lesson number one of creating an unknown and making it known is I would say to an audience, one of the closes that I would use is I'd say, you know, on your Swiss Army knife, there's a corkscrew. Have you ever opened up a $100 bottle of wine with the corkscrew on your Swiss Army knife? And the answer is no, you have not. What do you do when you want to open up a nice bottle of wine? You get a corkscrew. And it's only a corkscrew. And it's not a screwdriver. It's not a nail file. It's not a piece of weaponry. It's a corkscrew. It's made to do one thing and do that one thing very well. This corkscrew is designed to do one thing well, and that's all it's supposed to do. And I don't even know if that pitch makes sense as a close. I know it worked. People could understand that. Oh, I get it. Yeah, there's a case in the real world where I only do a couple things or I only have one thing as opposed to many things, and the one thing is superior to many things. That makes sense, Jason. Now I don't feel weird buying software that only does a couple things as opposed to ones that does many things. The other clothes that I would use is I'd say, look at your television remote. It used to be the VCR itself, and then look at all the buttons and all the things going on there. Do you really care about that? But now it's like, look at the television remote. Look at all the buttons on there. Out of all the buttons on your television remote, how many do you really use? Do you really need these additional buttons? So we removed them. And that made sense to people. And the pitch was way better than when I'm doing it here ad hoc, but hopefully you get the point. Uh, so they're more expensive, generally speaking, to create. Therefore, they're going to be much higher priced than the competition. And people don't like that initially until they understand why. And they're going to be more sophisticated to sell. What's the third reason why superior products are harder to sell? And it's an ego reason. It's because you're biased. I have said in so many meetings with so many opportunities that just flat out never go anywhere and peter out because the ego of the individual who created it believes that just because the product is better, therefore, that alone is an advantage. And it's not. They will want to skimp on the marketing. They will believe that they can take shortcuts in the marketing, or that there are things that they no longer have to do that are beneath them because the product is so good. Once a couple people get their hands on it, they won't be able to stop themselves from sharing it with the whole world. And that'll be why we win the market. And I'll tell you, that's almost never the case. By the way, if that is the case, superior marketing will accelerate the conquering of the market and the acquisition of clients by a multitude of factor. It'll, it'll massively blow it up even quicker uh, if you put good marketing. But I will tell you, man, the customer has no idea your product is superior until they consume it. And until they consume it, they need marketing. They need the perception to be as strong as the reality. So unfortunately, people underestimate the value of the marketing when they have a product that they feel is superior. Now, sometimes it's not even superior. That's even when it's doubly bad when they think the product is great and it's only good and therefore they don't think they have to do marketing or they can sleep through marketing. That's the kiss of death. That'll kill you twice. But oftentimes we get this product that people fall in love with. They fall in love with the product and that is disaster. You have to pretend that this product is something you have no emotion or sentiment attached to it in the marketing stage. If this was a product 
and I did not know it was really good. And I had to do the everything I possibly could to sell this thing as hard as I possibly could with the most amount of technique, tactic, and strategy required in order for this product to survive. Because this product can't survive off its own merit. If it could only survive with the marketing that I could bring to it, how would I show up then? And that's how you got to market a superior product. The reality is it goes back to what I said earlier. Not only do you need to market it as hard as you would market any other product, you need to market it harder. So they're marketing it easier when they need to do the opposite. So don't be like that. So step one, yes, create the very best product in the marketplace. But step two, know you're going to have to bring the marketing even harder, but only for a short while. Because if you do have a superior product, you will open up doors with it. You will make connections. You will create joint ventures. You will have the capacity to increase the lifetime value of a client. You will get more referrals that way. Uh, you will be able to become a better marketer as a result of the incentive to, because you have a superior product, so you have to be a better marketer, which will then move forward to every other project that you touch. So hopefully you get it. Otherwise, you are going to suffer from the curse of superior product and you are going to lose. Instead, win with superior products, but play the game differently. Tell me how that lands for you. I'll see you in the next video. Hey, Jason Flyland here. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful at all, please leave me a review. And thanks again and stay tuned for future episodes.